sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Over the past decade, mothers have been seeking breastfeeding and parenting support online, from Yahoo and meetup groups to social media. Today, I'm thrilled to introduce Lara Adello, a certified lactation educator counselor, owner of Mama Pear Designs, and the author of the new book, The Virtual Breastfeeding Culture, Seeking Mother-to-Mother Support in the Digital Age. This is The Boob Group, Episode 57. Breast milk, it does a baby good. Silly daddy, boobs are for babies. I make milk, what's your superpower? If my breastfeeding offends you, put a blanket over your head. Dairy diva, don't be lactose intolerant. Nursing nature's own breast enhancement. Meals on heels. Whoever said there's no use crying over spilled milk, never had to pump. Breast milk, all udders are inferior. Whatever your point of view, we're here to support your breastfeeding goals. We're the boob group, because mothers know breast. Welcome to The Boob Group, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. The Boob Group is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for all things related to breastfeeding. I'm your host, Robin Kaplan. I'm also an international board-certified lactation consultant and owner of the San Diego Breastfeeding Center. Thanks to all of our loyal listeners who have joined The Boob Group Club. Our members get all of our archived episodes, bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly newsletter for a chance to win a membership to our club each month. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free app available in the Android and iTunes marketplaces. So in our studio today, we have two lovely panelists. Ladies, will you please introduce yourselves? My name is Christina Williams. I'm 34 years old. I am in medical education. I have one daughter and she's 16 months. I am Ashley. I am 24 years old. I am a stay-at-home mom to two children. Aiden is three and Averly is two months. And Averly is in the studio today. So if you hear any sweet little squawks, it's just her just getting her mama's attention. So thanks, ladies. We're so happy to have you in the studio today. Sound familiar? If your baby is going through another bout of bad diaper rash, then you need to give Dr. Mom Butt Balm a try. It was created by a mom who's also a doctor. When my kids were little, I remember using this thick, goopy cream to help soothe their sensitive skin. Ugh, it was so difficult to wipe off. Not with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. You only need a small amount, and it's really easy to apply and remove. It's also free of dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, so it's gentle on your baby's delicate skin. Help your baby feel better and get relief from irritating diaper rash with Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Look for it on Amazon and Walmart.com. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
Hi, Boob Group. My name is Autumn Bonner. I'm the co-owner and founder of Tailored Fitness, an online video-based workout program for moms. I'm here today to give you some tips on exercising after having your baby. Did you know that caring for a newborn can wreak havoc on your posture? The weight of your breasts, leaning over while nursing and changing diapers, and carrying your baby in cradle hold all cause your shoulders to hunch forward. This makes your chest muscles tight while the muscles in your middle and upper back grow weak. Luckily, regular exercise can help you get your posture back. Good posture instantly makes you appear slimmer and feel more confident. To strengthen the muscles in your back, try this exercise. With your arms straight out in front of you, spaced about shoulder width apart, hold a resistance band with both hands. Keeping your arms straight, pull your hands apart, stretching the band and bringing your shoulder blades together in the back. Keep going until your arms are straight out to your sides. Return slowly to the starting position and repeat for two sets of 10. To stretch your chest muscles, open your arms wide to a T position and hold for 30 seconds. To learn more great exercises created just for new moms, check out our videos at mytailoredfitness.com and keep tuning into the Boob Group for more great tips on exercising postpartum. Today on the Boob Group, we're discussing how to find breastfeeding support through social media. Our expert, Lara Adello, is a certified lactation educator counselor, the owner of Mama Pear Designs, a frequent expert on the Boob Group with our featured segments, and the author of a brand new book called The Virtual Breastfeeding Culture, Seeking Mother-to-Mother Support in the Digital Age, that discusses this new trend of seeking breastfeeding support online. Thanks so much for joining us, Lara, and welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, so Lara, what inspired you to write this book? Well, my journey into the online, uh, breastfeeding support online began in 2007 when as a first-time mother, I found myself in need of breastfeeding support. I had just moved to San Diego from Florida, so I was 3,000 miles away from home. And I went online because it was convenient and I was comfortable searching for information there. I felt like I could get what I needed. And I found what I needed quite quickly and that getting answers from other mothers was quite fun. At the time, I was using the Leche League International Mother-to-Mother Forums, so there was always somebody online to help me, and that, to me, was very reassuring. Very cool. And so this would you say this is what really inspired you and start this personal experience? I would because it, up until this time, I really wasn't spending any time online except to email friends and family and whatnot, and um, this really got me into the community, so to speak, that exists online. And so becoming part of that and then being inside of it and realizing how big and wonderful it was is kind of, you know, what five years, six years later gave me the idea to write this. Very cool. And, you know, having perused your book, um, I noticed that most of the content in there is actually stories submitted from other mothers. And so how many mothers submitted stories to your book? Over 300 mothers offered their stories. Wow. And there are 30 stories contained in the book. Okay. And why did you want to share these stories in book form rather than like online? Right. Because I wanted to highlight in a complete volume the incredible range of support that we could find online as breastfeeding mothers. And I knew if the stories were presented as narratives in the mother's words that they would be much more moving and inspirational than me just recounting them or telling people where they can go to find this, you know, find these places of support. I had no idea what kind of stories I would get when I cast my net. I didn't know if I'd get 10 stories, maybe all on the same topic, 
or a bunch of different unrelated stories. But once I had everything, I sat down to find the similarities and started grouping them. And uh, it all just kind of came together that way. And what would you say is kind of the overarching theme of why these mothers um, in your book searched for breastfeeding support online? Because they clearly weren't finding what they needed in their real lives to answer every question. You know, some women were in the book, as you will find, are facing struggles that are just kind of extremely personal. For instance, like in the BFAR or the you know BFAR chapter or the breastfeeding after reduction chapter. Um, not a lot of women are comfortable talking about their history of breast surgery, or um, some of these some of these moms. Their stories are so isolating, like the mothers who lost their babies. I mean, thankfully, there's a lot of us who can relate to that. Um, so they ended up turning online to find the support that they needed. Okay. Um, so I'd love to open this interview now up to our panelists. So um, starting with you, Christina, have you sought online support for breastfeeding and parenting advice? Absolutely. And what kind of inspired you to search online rather than just in person? Well, I did in person as well, but online was great because I was up a lot in the middle of the night and um, a lot of other moms were up in the middle of the night <laughs> and can connect with me at that time. So a lot of hours sitting there searching the internet while I'm up breastfeeding. Very cool. I know. It's so funny. I'll see when I'm searching along the pages that <laughs> that everyone's on. Everyone's writing stuff at 2 o'clock in the morning, 5 o'clock in the morning. And like you said, that's not exactly a time where if you picked up the phone and called your best friend that she'd be super excited to talk to you. So absolutely. How about you, Ashley? Um, I started looking for support online because most of the um, friends that I had in the area were not parents. So um, it was a lot easier for me to go online and connect with people that I wouldn't otherwise get to meet. And um I also kind of stumbled onto it on accident looking for other things online and just found a whole, like what um, she had mentioned before, a community of moms online. I think community is such a great word as well. I mean, because there's such a difference between just Googling sore nipples and connecting through social media talking about sore nipples because you are, you're creating a conversation. Would you say that you're finding the same thing, Lara? Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, one of the things that happens all of us is we go looking for, for instance, the answer to why are my nipples sore, and we stay because they'll listen to us complain or rejoice about any other thing in our lives. And so what brings us together is breastfeeding, and what keeps us together is friendship. Absolutely. Um, Lara, where where did you find that most mothers um, who submitted stories to your book, where where were they finding breastfeeding support online? So many of the moms are obviously on Facebook, as you know, kind of as we all are. Um, they're either in private Facebook groups, which is great because then you can ask your questions and they don't show up on your wall, or if you need to complain about, you know, someone in your family being unsupportive, no one can <laughs> see that. Um, but they're also following pages like Kelly Mom or The Leaky Boo, which is, you know, both of them are very popular. Others are really tuned into Twitter and have tapped in to the professionals and moms who have, you know, walked a mile in their shoes and are willing to share their knowledge in that quick format. Okay. Christina, where where did you find the most helpful breastfeeding resources when searching online? I think the best support I got was actually from a group that was not for breastfeeding. It was a group of moms who got together after pregnancy loss. Um, and then after we had our babies after that loss is and that group came from that. Oh, wow. And so all of us had our babies within one or two months. And it was really nice because we were all up at the same time with the exact same challenges. Um, and, you know, we connect every day still. And it's been 16 months. Oh, my goodness. And would you say that that's where you made the most connections was within this group? Mm -hmm, absolutely. Very cool. How about you, Ashley? Um, I 
pretty much go to YouTube a lot. Um, there are so many mommy vloggers out there that are really fun to watch, and you can watch them from the beginning of their pregnancy and then finding out that they're pregnant all the way through weaning and beyond, and it's just it's really fun to watch their journey. And it's also extra fun when you're watching it and you're going through it at the same time. Yeah, absolutely. That's, you know what, I had never even thought about going to YouTube for that type of making connections, but that makes so much sense because it's, you actually get to put the, the face to the name as well. Um, do you use Facebook as well for these type of connections too? I do use Facebook. Um, a lot of, like, um, blogs and stuff like that that I follow also have Facebook pages so I follow along there and then um, a lot of the moms who have channels also have Facebook pages so I use it there and then there are a couple of like I think it's called the Natural Parenting Network uh-huh. that I follow on Facebook as well. Okay so. very cool it's so funny I feel so outdated because I and I should mention I'm actually um, I'm in Lara's book as well which is super fun um, <laughs> but talking about my experience with um, using online support and granted this was a couple more years ago, um, but and it wasn't for breastfeeding; it was for parenting. Um, but just having that support, we were dealing with some sensory issues with my son, and no one in our family, none of our friends, had ever seen it, or maybe their kids had it, but they hadn't been identified yet. And so I felt like it was just this uphill battle, and I didn't have the type of support I needed. And um, so I started doing Yahoo groups, and just the conversations that came out of that, and now they all have Facebook pages as well. But um, it was amazing, because it was like this little part of my life that um, that I wouldn't have found support otherwise if I hadn't been online. So I'm, I know a lot of moms feel that way about breastfeeding as well as other parenting things as well. Well, Lara, we will be right back. We're going to continue this conversation with her as um, talking about why mothers are finding online support so crucial during their breastfeeding journey. So we'll be right back. All right. Welcome back. We are here with Lara Adello um, talking about how to find breastfeeding support through social media and how moms are using this to really find a community for breastfeeding as well as for parenting. So, Lara, does the support differ for mothers between Twitter, Facebook pages, Facebook private groups, Pinterest, YouTube, all that kind of stuff? I think it does. Um, It does and it doesn't. you know, we kind of, the great thing about all of these different social media platforms is that they each can reach a different personality type. You know, some women love the fast pace of Twitter. Others are inspired by the images they can collect on Pinterest and, uh, you know, make their own board and then go back and refer to. And then you still have the groups of moms that love the in-depth, lengthy interaction that Facebook allows. And then, as your panelist said, you know, she goes on YouTube, which I think might even kind of highlight the generational differences between the Gen Xers, which is our generation, Robin, mm-hmm. and then the millennials coming behind us because they're used to more visual um, as technology has grown along with them and alongside them. So um, the, it does differ, but there's something for every personality, which I think is so, so wonderful. Did the moms, the ones in your, in your book, did you find that there was one particular platform that they were using or were they all different ones? I would say that Twitter and Facebook were probably neck and neck. Maybe Facebook had a little bit of an edge, but those were the two most common for sure. Okay. Um, Did any of these mothers say that they received any criticism while posting questions and advice on these online forums? They didn't really discuss it, and I think there's a reason for that. You know, they face criticism in their real lives, which is why they went online to find the acceptance that they were needing and craving. 
They also learned that online you can take what you need and leave the rest. It's much easier to walk away from your computer or put your smartphone down when something doesn't seem to feel or fit right than it is to walk away from your mother-in-law when she's visiting you and wonders aloud <laughs> while you're breastfeeding for the 16th time today. <laughs> so so is there is there, you know, unacceptance online? Sure there is, but we typically don't stick around for that because we know we don't have to stay. And we know that there's acceptance, you know, just another your and another URL. It's interesting. There was we have this great online private Facebook group here in San Diego and I think for the first time that I have noticed in months and months there was a little bit of um, of an argument going on um, on on the Facebook group, and one mom got really really upset, and she said that she was no longer gonna f- you know be part of that group. And I think the one thing, although I was I was actually quite shocked to see the amount of criticism that was coming out, but then she also had a whole other group of women saying that you know this criticism needs to stop. She she had her own little cheering squad too, where I think that makes the big difference as well as. Like you were saying with your mother-in-law, asking you, you know, why are you breastfeeding 16 times in a, you know, in a 24-hour period? If you don't have someone else in the room who's going to get your back, you can feel very, very isolated and uncomfortable. And while that isolation and uncomfortability you're still going to feel when it's online, you still have the opportunity to have some cheerleaders behind you as well. And like you said, or hopefully you, you, you have the courage to just walk away as well and know that these people actually don't even really know you sometimes either. And so anonymity also allows you to post things that maybe you wouldn't say to someone to their face, um, which can be a little bit of a challenge as well online. Um, Lara, why why do you think that these online connections are so crucial? I think first and foremost, motherhood, especially in the early days, can be, you know, extremely isolating. And working women, which, you know, 66% of mothers work outside the home. So working women get very little maternity leave. Their partners often get little to none. And when you transition into motherhood, it can be really, really hard. We're vulnerable, and it's okay and something that we need to be aware of. Um, But as such, we need to have groups of people who can support us through these most incredible changes and transitions we're ever going to undergo. Motherhood changes everything about us, and we can't even pretend to um, pretend that that part, you know, of it doesn't exist, but the online support that women find and the support they don't often have in their real lives provides the cushion we need to get through this time. And I think that's why these online connections are so crucial for so many women. Absolutely. Uh, Christina, how, how significant has this online support been for you during your breastfeeding journey? Oh, huge. You know, I think in person, it can be a little bit difficult. You, you see somebody and they're breastfeeding and you don't want to walk up and say, I noticed you're breastfeeding and my nipples hurt. Do you have this problem? <laughs> you know, and, and I think it's great. Um, you can be in a not as anonymous as you want to be. I look to different groups for different kinds of support, you know, for evidence-based support. I look for the Kelly Mom Forums. Um, if I want natural, you know, resources, I look for the baby-wearing community. Um, if I want to just connect with somebody, I look to my private Facebook groups where I built friendships. Absolutely. How about you, Ashley? Um, how, how important have they been to you? Well, I did not know about all the different um, online support that was available when I was breastfeeding my son, and I found it um, kind of like in transition of getting pregnant with her and everything like that. So um, when going into this breastfeeding with her, I felt much more confident, and I am doing things with her that I never did with him, and um, it's just been much more successful. Like, I never breastfed in public with my son, ever. Not a single time. I would always pump before we left the house. Yeah. And we would go home as soon as he ate because I didn't want to run into him being hungry again. 
And I mean, it was even to the extent of where we'd go to Disneyland, I'd pump on the way there and then we'd leave, um, you know, when we were out of, of feedings for him yeah. for the day. And with her, I was walking around the zoo a couple weekends ago, just looking at exhibits and feeding her and awesome. everything like that. So, And how, how do you think that these groups helped you overcome that, maybe that fear of breastfeeding in public? Um, they really kind of normalized breastfeeding for me. Uh, a lot of my friends, when they had children, they didn't breastfeed or they didn't breastfeed for very long. And it made it feel more normal and like more people were doing it. So I was more comfortable with it. Like as silly as that sounds. Um, it's not know. silly at all. No, no, not at all. That's fantastic. I mean, I think we talk a lot about normalizing breastfeeding and that the more women we see breastfeeding in public, the more other women will be inspired and feel confident to do it as well. And so I think it's fantastic that you actually found that online and then it translated into your everyday life. So it's not so that's not silly at all. That's wonderful. Um, Christina, anything in particular that it really helps you with as well? Confidence? Definitely confidence. You know, I think the in-person groups, you know, I went to Robin's support group and that was great. But then the everyday connection with people and seeing things and being able to, you know, see how people manage their breastfeeding in public, you know, issues. And I I just think that helped a lot. Just the consistency, normalizing it, making it a part of everyday life versus, okay, once a week I go to this group and I can just breastfeed. That's a great, great point, too. I never even thought about that. But a lot of the women who come to the group they're only seeing each other once a week. And so you save up all your questions and you want to ask them there when you're there in person. But the online continuity, its we talk about it as practitioners, continuity of care. And you guys are getting continuity of care through your community. And so, oh, that's wonderful. I love this. I love this topic so much. Um, Lara, what, what are some common themes that you saw in the stories you received? The one theme, and it was surprising to me because I expected to find it, but not to the extent that I did, was depression. And for some moms, it was serious, and other moms, not as intense. But it really opened my eyes to the support that we need to offer one another. I always felt aware before. I didn't experience postpartum depression with either of my pregnancies, or, you know, either after both of my births, but I feel really aware now. And if there's one thing that I hope women take away from this book, it's that we have to look out for our sisters, because we can recognize the signs often earlier than others, whether we're online or in real life, whether you know, we're making these connections virtually or face-to-face. And it's very important that we are aware of each other um, in this critical time period you know, after, the baby, after our babies are born. Did you find that the women who were describing you know, this, this depression that they were feeling afterwards, do you think that they, if they ended up seeking help, they may have done it sooner because someone else caught it? I think so, and I think that even even some of them didn't have the resources to seek professional help, um, which is unfortunate. However, their online communities provided them more support than they would have probably ever gotten face to face. And we already discussed, you know, earlier. It's it's easier to say something um, almost sometimes to strain not strangers, but you know, when you don't have to, when no one can see you break down and cry, they can't see you crying as you're typing. <laughs> sometimes it's easier to get it out. And um, I think that these women who couldn't get to the professional support, they really were saved by their online communities. I think the difference is, too, is one thing Christina mentioned was that you can post at any time of the day. And definitely those witching hour times are definitely mm-hmm. the times where I know I was breaking down on a daily basis. Um, and so, you know, those are times that would have been really helpful getting online and just 
almost like a check-in, like, you know, helping to normalize it and having that support and those cheerleaders behind. Um, But as well as just being, like you said, being able to type when you're crying. I mean, think about if you, if you are waiting for your partner to get home or you're waiting for your best friend to get home from work and you're just sitting in there and, you know, in this sullen place, but you can get online and post something and someone most likely will post something right back to you or comment right back to you within five minutes, if, if not right. even less. Um, it's like that immediate, uh, that immediate support to kind of take you off that ledge and, and help you start feeling better and, and talking it out, having that conversation. So absolutely. Okay. Um, Lara, what are your favorite resources for online breastfeeding support? Do you have a couple that you, you prefer or do you just absolutely love, I should say? Yeah, I do. I love Kelly Mom, and I have been a huge fan of her site since 2007 when I first discovered it. And I love the fact that her site is evidence-based information. You know, she's a professional. It's no frills. There's no distracting ads. It's very easy to find what you need, and it's full of information, and it's constantly growing. I also love Breastfeeding Made Simple, um, Dr. Jack Newman's site, because he has a lot of videos, um, which are very helpful. And, of course, you know, the most popular breastfeeding pages on Facebook, you know, the Best for Babes, the Leaky Boob, um, the ones that where women are constantly asking questions. You know, there's a lot. I mean, there's almost too many to name, which is one of the reasons why I made sure that we gave a good resources section at the back of the book. And it's constantly growing, too. I mean, even Kelly Mom, in just over the last couple months, has switched over from her Facebook page to that um, to the private forum. Or I guess yes. it's not even, is it private? Um, I yes, mean, I, they're, group, they're groups that you have to be approved. I mean, it's not hard to get approved, but sure, it's sure. not open to everyone. Right. So it's, and that's so that you can ask the personal questions without, you know, having everyone read them on your wall. Absolutely. Um, Ashley, what are, what are your favorite online resources? You had mentioned YouTube. What else? Well, I also um, go on the Kelly Mom and the Leaky Boob. I really enjoy those. And um, from YouTube, I really just like specific channels where the moms are really honest. Uh, How did you find those? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I stumbled upon them when I was looking for information about cloth diapery. Oh, and awesome. someone had mentioned on one of the blogs about the cloth diaper channel on YouTube. And then from there, each of the moms who post on there have their own little channels, and it kind of just branched out into this this thing. Breastfeeding so. stuff. Yeah. Oh, fantastic. How about you, Christina? So Kelly Mom, for sure, the, the private Facebook group is awesome. Um, I can post all those questions, and, you know, no one on my Facebook feed sees them. <laughs> um, that one was more helpful for for me when my daughter was just a little mini um, because there's a lot of kind of early questions on there and now that she's an exuberant toddler (laughs) I find more helpful information from mommy blogs Um, I got connected to the moms I met who had um, a pregnancy loss through the bump um, and there's a lot of forums there and then we broke off and made our own private Facebook groups Um, you know I think what else there's a lot of them. There's a lot of local groups on Facebook. That, you know, here there's San Diego Breastfeeding. Um, there's a lot of baby-wearing groups that are local, and I, I just participate in all of those across the board. You, you can find a lot in your in your neighborhood, you know, if you look on Facebook. Facebook is online, but it's also, it's your community, too. Absolutely. We had had, um, I think it's Nevada Breastfeeds. We had had them on a while ago when we first started, and same type of thing. She was starting this you know, online community where they were all talking about breastfeeding. And um, exactly, I think that's a really good point that it doesn't have to necessarily be national or international, but you may even find some very small ones that um, 
that will help connect you to moms in your community. So not only can you talk with them online, but you could actually go get lunch with them at some point as well so okay well thank you so much Lara for sharing this fantastic insight into finding breastfeeding support through social media and to our panelists for sharing their experiences with it as well and for our boob group club members our conversation will continue at the end of this show as Lara will share her top three tips for maximizing your breastfeeding support system using social media for more information about our boob group club please visit our website at theboobgroup.com So here's a comment from one of our Facebook friends. This is from Shelly. And what she wrote was, I posted this on the Leaky Boob as well, but with all the negative stories we've been hearing lately about nursing in public, I thought I'd share the wonderful breastfeeding encouragement I had a couple weekends ago from my 85-year-old great uncle. At Easter lunch, he asked me if I was still breastfeeding my three-month-old, and I told him I was. He said, good, because that's the best thing you can do for that baby. He then told me about his first cousin who, when they were in grammar school, would used to come home for lunch just so he could nurse. Thank you for sharing that story with us, Shelly. I am smiling as I am reading it. This wraps up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to The Boob Group. Don't forget to check out our sister show, Preggy Pals, for expecting parents and our other show, Parent Savers, for moms and dads with newborns, infants, and toddlers. Thanks for listening to The Boob Group, your judgment-free breastfeeding resource. This has been a new mommy media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problem or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, Please seek assistance from a qualified healthcare provider. Hey, mamas. Don't forget to check out Mighty Moms. It's our online community built for new moms just like you. Not only can you connect with other moms, but you can also join us backstage for special mom-only online events. And you'll also be notified when we're recording so you can join us as a special guest. Visit our website, newmommymedia.com, and click on the Mighty Moms banner. It's free. That's newmommymedia.com. See you there.